Pesach should be the most exciting holiday of the year. I think my daughters are always asked the questions, the holidays they love the most. Um, and Pesach's always first or second. Perhaps because they're still young and they haven't cleaned. Um, but I think that uh, their, their mother really enjoys it as well. And it really should be an enjoyable uh, Pesach for everyone. It should be that we come out of Pesach on a really great high, really close to Hashem, really feeling uh, not only materially clean, our house, but spiritually clean um, as well. Now, the, there's no question that there is a very strong idea about not having chametz on Pesach. This idea comes from many, many midrashim, many, many old sources, that the Yetzirah is compared to the, the evil inclination, it's compared to Chametz, the Talmud says such an, an expression, and the Arizal has a statement that if a person is careful to have no Chametz in their house, they're guaranteed not to sin that year. The Radvaz says that this is an ancient custom to check for any crumbs, anything um, whatsoever. If you look at the Rabbeinu Bachaya, the great 13th century uh, Spanish sage, he says, he says, he says as follows, he says, Bechevan shahachametz yesh bo remez Sahara. Just like when you come into Pesach, chametz uh, is compared to Yitzhahara. Mikan yesh lano remez shekshem shenu metzavim levato chametz belev minatara. Just like we have to get out all the physical chametz, we have to work on ourselves before Pesach to get out any spiritual chametz as well. And he goes through how a Jew prepares himself spiritually for Pesach. These are all nice things. Right? These are all midas chasidises. But there's, but there's actually a halacha, a din in the Shulchan Aruch, based on the Talmud, that a person has to be happy on Pesach. And if a person is worn out, if they come to the Seder, a shmata. If anyone doesn't know what those, doesn't know what a shmat is to translate, uh, can ask me afterwards. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that person is missing the boat. It should be that uh, a person does to the extent there's certain things we have to do, and then there's these kabbalistic ideas. There's these ideas of piety, which are very important and have a, certainly have a role. And if a person does these, this is great. But if it comes at the at the expense of a person's sanity. Simcha, or of the person's spouse's sanity, children's sanity, the person's edgy. So, if a person's being stringent on this area, um, at that extent, I don't know. If they, I don't think it's worth it. Some things we'll see. We have to do. Okay. What do we have to do? So, there are more than one prohibition to own chametz, to have pleasure from chametz, to have. Um, that. Okay, and have possession, uh, have any possession, which means one thing is forbidden to see chametz. Somebody told me this year they're going to New York for Passover. A, a person who, who who prays at a temple told me they're going to New York for Passover. So I said, let me sell your house for chametz. We don't sell chametz. We've never sold in how many years, ever. So I explained to them. Well, guess what? If you own all of this chametz and your house is filled with Cheerios and bread and you're in New York and you haven't sold it, you're still liable on Pesach. You own chametz. That's a problem. I think I actually convinced them to sell it to me. But that's only if it's a kazayis. What's a kazayis? A kazayis is 
let's say, a nice big chocolate chip cookie is for sure a kazais. A big cookie. That is forbidden. What about if it's less than a kazais? What about if they're crumbs? What about if they're little broken pieces of cookies or dough or pretzels? Um, I'm not sure if, if anyone remembers what it is to have little children in their station wagons or cars. You can find crumbs and all things between uh, that and a cookie all over the car. What about all of that? Well, that is prohibited rabbinically, possibly biblically, if it's edible, which means it's not under a refrigerator. If it's under a refrigerator and it's filled with dust and dirt, if it's in a crevice somewhere and it's no longer edible, that is not a problem, okay? There is no halacha if you can't stick your hand in there to pick up your fridge before Pesach and move the fridge. Now, what? You could. I'm not telling you not, but do you have to? No. Because anything that's under a fridge, it's filled with dust and dirt. It's not edible. If you want to be careful for that reason, you're a holy Jew, great. But if you're going to strain yourself, if it's going to be difficult, you're not obligated. We're going to, do ta- we're going to talk about something we're obligated to do. If a person wants to paint their walls because they're wearing red for Pesach, that's great. And that's an old custom to do. But you're not obligated to do that. So I want, tonight we're going to worry about obligations. I start out talking about if anyone has more than the obligations, you are praiseworthy. That is wonderful. That is great as long as we're doing it happily. I always say, I say this every year, when we're cleaning for chametz, I think about this, my wife does a little bit more in the house than I do, but I always think when you clean the chametz, we should think about cleaning ourselves as well. If we're remembering the Eight Sahara, we should be thinking about the, the symbolism as well. But we're going to focus on obligations. Here and there I'll mention a chumrah, a stringency, but no one thing. The stringencies are not at the expense of falling asleep at the Seder. Stringencies are not at the expense of being edgy at your children or spouse or coming in overwhelmed to Passover and saying, I, I, I'm still to this day, I remember some lady on the plane, she was going to a hotel, oh, I can't take this holiday. I mean, can you imagine a woman going to her wedding? I can't get imagine getting married. You feel bad for this lady. Can you imagine a woman going to her wedding night? I can't take weddings. <laughs> oh, pay a passing, pay sex a wedding to Hashem. Tonight we, we, we go to Hashem. If our attitude coming to Passover is this is awful, that's a tremendous loss. That's a tremendous loss. This should be, when we're cleaning, we should be thinking, preparing. I, I have a couple of relatives who got married this year. And I can tell you the wedding preparations were actually one about to get engaged. Thank God. But the time everyone hears this, they'll probably be engaged. But, but I can tell you the weddings are very, very grueling. But, well, but nobody says, I can't believe I'm getting married. Um, I regret this. There, there's an excitement to it. So people should remember what's stringencies and what's <laughs> obligatory. Before we get to the kitchen, I'm going to talk about things that are not the kitchen because the heaviest investment of time, of energy, is in the kitchen. The kitchen is where it really matters. The, the rest of the house is important, but the kitchen is where we'll see the major focus should be. Let's start with toys, okay? If you have children, if you have little grandchildren, you have toys. I have I, 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 my, my son, Yosef Meir, is two and a half now. He, he's at an age where the, the fun thing for him is to hide the shalach manasi he got. I've, I've been, I've, since everything he, I've, he's had for, for him, have, I, we have found in different places in the house. 
Okay? Now, fortunately, he's a little bit older than to smash it into his toy cars, um, like he did when he was younger. But, so toys should be something that's checked. Children, historically, especially if it's a kitchen toy or any other toy, hide things in toys. Now, if you have a seven or eight year old, less likely, but a person should have toys. So if you have little babies in the house or your grandchildren or, or, or just take a Clorox wipe, Clorox, Clorox is our friend because if there's crumbs and you use a Clorox wipe, right, it will make it inedible. Even if you miss crumbs, it's inedible. Okay? So toys, if you don't see anything conspicuous, and you have little children who do these same things, take Clorox wipes, just rub it down, move on. Okay? Clothes, pockets, the Shulchan Aruch, actually one of the things it says is clothes, pockets should be checked. Okay? Pockets of clothes, if anyone puts food in their pockets, <laughs> what? Um, there are such... Children, children. Right. Okay. Um... Says that she found something in her husband's pocket one year. So it's all my ch- right. It's my children's fault. <laughs> Usually they give me their candies at show and it ends up in my pocket. Um, okay. What about shelves? Certainly, certainly. Again, if you have your closet shelves, think, think, let's think carefully. You have clothes. You have, you have drawers. You have closets. If you know the, the rule is, if you don't put comments there, you don't need to check it. This is not spring cleaning. If you want to spring clean. Again, you can do whatever you want. I mean, we're not obligatory. Anywhere where you, where 99.99, you don't take comments. Most people don't put comments in their undergarment drawers. So, what? So you don't have to check it. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to wipe it. You don't have to take it out. There's no reason to do that. If you do, if you have an attic and you haven't been there for the whole year and no one goes there, you don't have to go there. Nothing, nothing like that. You have uh, shelves of cl- with clothes. Not a problem. What about a pantry? What about you have a pantry with food? What do you have to do there? Well, that you actually have to actually clean out. How do we clean out a pantry? Well, we take everything that's going to be comments out that we're, that we're not selling. If we're selling the pantry, great. Close it, put comments on it, tape it closed, put it on the, on the mechiras comments for it. Not that you don't have to do anything. Zero. You're selling crackers and cookies and cake. What do you have to clean the pantry for? Are you red crumbs? There's no reason. Anything, any area you're selling... It makes zero sense to clean. You're selling granola bars. What are you cleaning the, the crops in that pantry for? Right? So if you're selling the area, don't clean it. What about the pantry space, which you're gonna, actually going to use? So that has to be cleaned well. So we're, what are you going to do for that? We're going to clean it. Again, always use Clorox wipes because if there's any crumbs you missed, the Clorox wipes make it inedible. The custom is to put uh, contact paper or another type of paper, newspaper, whatever you want, on top of it. But, if you do the Clorox wipes in a pantry, if you don't, as long as you don't put hot food there, or you don't put food directly on, in the pantry, you don't have to do that. Okay? If you have the custom do it, beautiful. Again, it's a nice thing to do. I'm not telling you not to do it, but you don't have to do that. Okay? If you, by any chance, I've never met such a person, but there could always be such a person, put hot food in their pantry, then you have to. If you put food directly onto the pantry, pantry, uh, 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 shelf, then I would do that as well. Um, vacuums every year, you gotta remember to change your vacuum bag. Hey, change the vacuum bag, especially before Pesach. Change it, go ahead. Bagless vacuum? What do you mean by bagless vacuum? Oh, so empty the canister. 
and then wipe it down with Clorox? Or, yeah, well, no, because really, I mean, you're not worried the crumbs, the crumbs there. If you want, you wipe it down with Clorox. But strictly, think, A, it's in a vacuum, so with dust and dirt, it's, you can just throw it right out. It's not going to be edible. That's not edible. That's like under a fridge. Okay? Change your vacuum back. If you have a broom that catches things on it, depends what kind of broom or mop, just make sure there's nothing stuck in the broom. Okay? Your rings. Rings. Rings should be either put into a little hot water, into hot water to make sure it's clean, or uh, put a little with a Clorox wipe will also do the job on uh, rings. Or ammonia as well, right? I actually have ammonia. Ammonia is an excellent agent to clean for stones. What? If you look, if your ring looks clean, you don't make challah. Right. So what about? No, we want to hear. How anything on the floor is edible? Well, let's put it this way. So it depends. So no. So if it's anything on the floor is edible, in theory, if you can eat it. The question is it. Is it something that, no, that normal human beings... Most people don't eat off the floor. If it's a whole piece of chicken balls on the floor, you don't eat it, right? Most people. Mrs. Lindemann certainly would be appalled if anyone she decided to do that. I can promise you. But if, you know, if you're in more dire straits or you're hungry, there'd be, there'd be some men, perhaps, who would do such a thing. Not a fair lady, but I can tell you, having been in uh, a dorm or two, people, you'd be surprised if they eat from the floor. Um... So it is edible. As long as it's edible, it's chametz. It's not a question, would you personally eat it? It's a question, is it edible, uh, crumbs or not? That's really the, the barometer. If you put Clorox wipes and somebody eats that, eats that, I don't feel good for them, and they won't feel, and they won't feel good for themselves the next day. Okay, that makes it poisonous at some level for them to eat. Um, tables. This is to any table where you eat on. Now, tables actually are something one should be careful about. And why is that? Because tables, people do put hot foods down. And even if they don't purposely put fire hoods, foods down, if hot food falls on the table, it's going to be an issue. Okay? There's an, let's just jump ahead and we'll come back to this. The, there are two major super-duper stringencies on Passover, which has nothing to do with the Kabbalistic things we started out with. Number one, Pat and Pesach, there's no bittle, there's no nullification. You know, during the year, if something falls on something, yes, there's 60 under certain circumstances. Pesach, you can have a barrel up to this roof filled with kosher chicken soup for Pesach. You drop one, one grain of one piece of wheat germ, one little chametz in that barrel, the whole barrel is non-kosher, period. Right? There's no other thing that I nullify it on, on Pesach. Okay? Some, and the second thing, this is only for Ashkenazim, not for Svardim, do we have any Svarim in the room? This is Lindebaum. Serbia, okay. Two, three. Three Svarim. Svarim, you have a little bit, you have a little bit. For, for Svarim, Pesach is a little bit easier besides the kidneys. They don't have no time of gum. Usually, we say that if the vessel's not that day, you know, that's just a problem, which means if you use the wrong vessel, something falls on the table, it, it, it's, it's not a problem. But on Pesach, we don't say it's not Danyomo. Nosen of gum is a problem, Pesach, which means if something falls, if you pour, if you pour something or something falls on a countertop that at one point had chametz in the past 20 years, it's not a kosher for Pesach. Get a third out. Right? So a table, a table's a problem for these, these reasons. So a, a table, right, something falls on a floor. Something falls on a floor. The, if it's hot, the custom is definitely not to use it. Forgetting 
because Linda Malm's um, gall, if someone, how dare they, you know, a human being eat from the floor? Even if you wanted to, you can't eat it if it's hot. If it's cold, there's a custom not to, but you could technically eat it. Same thing with the table. The table's not on the floor. If the table had chametz at any point, hot chametz went on it, chametz soaked on the table, and you put chametz, hot something on it, it would be a problem, strictly speaking. Yes? What about a If you're a glass table for Ashkenazim, it would be a problem. Absolutely. Okay, but for I you, Mrs. Lindenbaum... Thank you for repeating that, Rabbi. The problem is, I'm, and this is a problem... I appreciate that. So that that would be a discussion topic. If you want to have people, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. But let's say let's say a table. So what should one do with the table? Tables are something definitely to clean well because you're actually putting food on it. Anything where there's food, you want to make sure it's sparkling clean. I don't care about my closet. You 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 know the fl- you the fl- so all, so first thing you clean the table well. A glass table. Every table clean well. Then, my suggestion, strong suggestion. Not on a wood table, Zachy. Uh, strong suggestion. Cover the table either with contact paper or something where it's, if anything, where if it gets wet, it's not going to see through the table. Why is that? Right? Contact paper, good contact paper will, if it's wood, not a problem. Then just put a, a, a tablecloth on top of it. It's the only tables you're going to eat. If you do the table, your kids do your homework on it, it's not a problem. But your dining room table, if you have a second kitchen table, that's the best thing to do. Now, do you have to do that? No. But if you're going to put hot food on it, you have to at least cover it with a tablecloth or something else. Yeah. Wood table also, you just clean really well. You don't do anything special. Well, the wood table, since they open, you better just open those cracks and make sure there's nothing stuck in the cracks. And but no, again, no, no boiling, no boiling water. No, 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 no,
whatever, lemon oil, whatever you want to use. No Clorox wipes. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, ladies, 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 ladies. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Zach, you have to leave it. This is gonna continue. No. All right. So, Joyce, let's just get just to focus. So, you clean the table well. If if you're not gonna put food directly on it, then you don't you don't have to do anything more than that. Okay. But if if anything, right, then you don't have to do anything more than that. Yes. The table, my table comes apart, and they're, they're, I'll never get all the crumbs out of out of that place where it comes apart to put the leaves in. So if I clean it as best I can with Clorox, and I you can't get cro- actual crumbs, sure then you got to spray something in in there to. Can you use the Clorox wipe in the inside area? Yeah, or, or spray, I spray. I can get all I can, but and then make sure to cover it, cover it with plastic, with, with close with it up and cover it with. Two plastics, just to make sure, because if anything hot will go through, yeah. you you make it on kosher on Pesach. There's actual stuff there, so cover that twice, okay? Mm-hmm. Just just before we go into the kitchen, yes. If you cover with plastic, should you tape it underneath as well? Or you could just cover it like a. Depends. Plastic? If it's if you feel come off, if, it's, if they don't have to, just if it's, if you feel more comfortable taping, taping is not a must. If it's gonna come off. Tape it. If it's not coming off, you don't have to tape it. The blue, the blue tape paint is Yeah. Yeah. A cutting board, anything that... A plate, you don't have to sell. We don't sell plates. That have comments? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm going to get to that. We'll get to, we'll get to that. Okay, last thing before we get to the actual kitchen kitchen is floors, okay? House floors. If you vacuum your floors or if you mop your floors with soap water, you're done, okay? Now, if you have corners of your house, right, which need, which, you know, people can stick things to or things can get jammed into, check those corners. But you don't have to sit there looking at the crevices. There's any crumb that's going to be there is going to be very unedible, okay? If you vacuum your floors or house, you mop them with soapy water, you're done, okay? If you want to be, you know, Sarah Schneer, you can do more, but no one's saying you have to do that, okay? What you have to do is vacuum the house. Now, I can tell you, again, if you have little children, you have a playroom, that's a different story. You better check that room very well, you know, because um, that room could have, you have to actually look around under the couches, because they're not maybe crumbs, maybe cookies and uh, pretzels, granola bars, you know. One child hit, the, hit from the other child. If you don't have that, just vacuum the floor. Do you have to pick up a couch? Strictly speaking, you do not. If you don't have little kids who stick things under couches, right, unless you think your husbands are big kids and they're stick things under couches, you really don't have to do that. Now, if it's possible, you eat in the area and things can fall behind there, of course you have to move the couch. Right? If you eat in an area and it's possible that you drop something below there, of course, even if it's one in a hundred, you got to move the couch to make sure. Yeah, you should check that. That should, should check inside the cushions. Right, and you should vacuum it. If you eat in those areas, if it's near your coffee table, if you be eating ever, you should definitely vacuum that area around as well. Okay? Now, I went to the kitchen, but obviously cars need to be checked. That's to say these. If you have an office... Anywhere you have an office space that you're responsible, you have a cubicle, that's your, under your responsibility. Strictly speaking, if you have your own office and it says your name on it, you have to put a mezuzah on the door. It's, your, it's yours. It's under your rishos. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so if, now, if, if, 
if you can be moved at will, and that does happen, then it's not really yours. But you still can't own any chametz. You can't have anything in your desks. I sell, I sell plenty of people's offices. Some people leave every year. They only use one car. They sell one car. It's fine. But otherwise, it, got, it has to be checked. Okay? And anywhere in your house, if it's too much, just sell that area. Right? I Meaning, if you don't need it, if you need it, you're not going to sell your, your room. But anything you don't need, sell it. It's not a problem. Okay? Any questions thus far? If any, any place that you sell... You seal off and you don't, you don't go in, right? Any place, if you sell a cabinet, you are not allowed to go in there. If you do, you're a thief. So what you gotta put, you gotta, you gotta label it. Sell my office. I have what? No, but you can sell your desk in your office. You can sell, if you have a little you fridge. What? You, you control it. It's under your control, right? But how can you sell your desk in your office? In- you, I can't sell well, my desk in my office. So let me ask you a question. Let's say you're renting an apartment. How do you re- sell your apartment? So if you look at the bill of sale, you're selling your rights to it. You're not actually selling your, what you don't. Anyone who's renting an apartment doesn't own their apartment. So you're selling your rights to it. Um, and any comments that's in your, in your rights. That's only if you're not using it, though, right? Now, if you're not using it, or anything you're not using. Right? If you have, very important, if you have a second house, someone, uh, you know, Sonora, you've got to check your whole, the whole Sonora unless you sell it. Okay, I can sell for the year or two. Maybe I'll sell it for long term. Just <laughs> 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 so I get your husband more. <laughs> that's a great idea. No. That's right. So obviously, if, if you did, but if you if you didn't sell it, you would be obligated the night of Pesach to drive to Sonora and check the place. Right. So you got to make sure to have a second sale, a second bill of sale off for that. Okay. Let's go to the kitchen. That's really, really. If you want to know time investment, it's anywhere you're going to eat really makes a difference. Because, again, when that's spring cleaning, areas you don't have to do, don't worry about it. Kitchen really does make a difference. So we discussed why. There's no bittel, there's no nullification whatsoever in Pesach. If you're an Ashkenaz, there's no such thing as, it's more than, used more than 24 hours. Um, okay, now, just let me just clarify, because this came up a little bit. If this mug, okay, here's a nice mug. Uh, this is, been used for tea, coffee. Maybe I had uh, some crackers with it. Maybe some cookies. If I take this and I wash it with soap, or it's clean. You know, right now there's a little tea in here. Is this chametz? Small yeah. chametz? Yeah. Chametz? Yeah. No, no, not chametz. No. It's chametz stick. It's not chametz. Oh, I can't eat this. No. If I if I say a bracha mazonis on this, it's a bracha on the Probably break my teeth. Also, <laughs> right? You can't eat this. This is not a biscuit. This is not cereal, and it's not a, it's not a wafer. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, so it, it, if I clean this, you know what I can do with this mug? I can leave it anywhere I want. It's not chametz. I can't use it. I can't use it. I don't have to sell it. I can put it in an area where I sell. It. I don't have to sell it. Right, well, so, the, so what we do, the, the, what the halacha is, is maybe I'll forget on Pesach, I'm going to get to that. Maybe I'm going to forget on Pesach, and I'll take this mug, which I used for chametz at one point, or which was around for chametz, certainly I washed in the sink with chametz vessels, and I'll forget, and since there's a forget, we have a rabbinic din, not to have vessels that we use for chametz out. Okay, but it's not chametz, right, unless it's demarcated. Right? It's put in the air where I can't get it. So let's say you can technically speaking have a, a break front. Technically. I, I, it's, there are those who are stringent not to, which is put two pieces of tape and lock the, the break front, say chametz, and have your seder looking at it the whole Pesach. <laughs> right? Because, and you don't have to even sell it. 
as long as it's not, it's not, you don't have to sell it. Now, if you have, right, you don't have to sell it. You don't have to sell it? No, but let's say you have a Bosch. Everyone knows what a Bosch is. Well, who makes Kala? KitchenAid. Oh, Bosch. Bosch, ladies, come on. You never bought you never bought it in Borough Park? That's where they, you ever went to Borough Park a Bosch. So 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 if you have a kitchen in about you 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 are very possible there's crumbs there, so people get all nervous. Maybe you went you have a kugel platters, you know. You don't have to clean it as well. I can show you, uh, to our embarrassment, sometimes you can look at some things in the kitchen here, some of the chilling things, you know. It's not sparkling speeds. The things you make your toast in, if you don't want to sit there with steel wool for five hours, there really could be some crumbs on there. So people like to sell, not their vessels, but all the chametz on the vessel. They don't have to worry about, see, if maybe I have some crumbs in there. I'm not being careful with cereal bowls. Maybe there's crumbs. I'm not going to want to worry about any of these things. So you know what people do? They sell the area of their chametz stick vessels, and then they have to sit there and clean every single one and be concerned about it. Okay? So, you, but we never sell the vessels. You can't actually sell a vessel. Why not? Because if a you owes the vessels, you'll be doing a lot of toveling after Pesach because you didn't own it. Now you bought it from an Anju. Okay? Is that clear? No. no. What's that clear? We're not selling vessels. We're not selling vessels. We. Oh, right. So, so, so you're not going to want to close your toaster oven. Do you know how long it takes to clean a good toaster oven? It'll take you 40 minutes to, to looking for crumbs. It has crevices and it's pull-outs. And this, so you're going to put it with your your bread or your crackers if you're selling that. Some people don't like to sell bread. you can't kosher a toaster oven. You can't kosher it anyways, but do you have to clean it? If you can clean something well, if I clean this, this mug well, I don't have to sell the mug. I just have to put an area where I can't get to it. But if there's actual chametz, I want to sell the chametz in the mug. Okay? So when I have on my Mechir's Chametz form, it says, any Chametz on vessels. So you put all the vessels in, in a certain area, you mark it off, you don't have to even move it anywhere, just close off those areas, and you're done. But you're not selling the vessel itself, you're selling the Chametz on the vessel. Let's say it's absorbed into the walls, that's irrelevant. Okay? That's irrelevant as far as this halacha is concerned. You can't cook with it, but as far as owning Chametz, it's irrelevant. Is that clear now? Okay, yeah. Okay, so you said you were selling the area. So I have to use um, a wall unit. I used to have just books. Okay. I have to use that for cups and whatnot. I just don't have the room. Okay. And what I have done is I usually just take sheets and I attach them to the top and cover that. Right. So on on the form... You'll put that exactly wall unit... And it'll be sold for Pesach. Okay. And you don't have to check anything. I'm selling the area. In the area, exactly. And you know what? Let's say you consider there's crumbs there. Who cares? Because you can have any cookies there. <laughs> you're selling that whole area. And any comments that's in that area. So you're done. You don't have to even check that area. Cover it. Sell it. Done. Clear? Let's go. All right. Um, any comments is also have come. What materials can we kosher? Now, let me just first go through koshering. Let me tell you some of the, the issues that came up last year why people couldn't use the Haggalah on Sunday. Number one reason is they use the vessels for Shabbos. Okay, you can't use a vessel on Shabbos and then come on Sunday and want to kosher it. A vessel has to be A, sparkling, shining, clean. Okay, to do koshering. 
Number two, it cannot have been used to talk about Haggadah now for 24 hours. Number two reason is people use want to do Haggadah on things that you can't do Haggadah on, which we'll get to. Okay? So, first of all, what materials could we kosher? Okay, what materials are we able to do Haggadah on? We cannot do Haggadah on mugs or any other earthenware. Not china, not porcelain, enamel, tiles, corningware, silverstone, stoneware, any of that, not for Pesach. Or you buy new ones for Pesach. Cannot do. We can not, we can kosher metals, any metal, including aluminum, could be koshered. Stone, if it's pure stone, pure granite, not compost. Um, marble could be, right? Wood. If it's, composite one. Composite. So all of the, all of that, um, it would be a problem if it depends on the percentages of, of how it is. Um, plastic and rubber. I don't know how many times people try to come plastic. Plastic during the year is a big question. Um, there are those who are lenient. There are those who are stringent as far as plastic and rubber. But Passover, the general consensus is not to be lenient. Okay? We don't kosher things with plastic, which means things that have Teflon. Right? We don't kosher. Okay? Handles of knives. We don't kosher for, pay, for Passover. No, in general is not to. Yeah, we don't kosher that for Pesach. During the year you could, not for Pesach. There are those who allow it. I'm not telling you recommending it. Right? Yeah, there are those who allow it. Many people do not. How do you kosher plastic? Same way you do metal. Well, no. If it's hard, pla- if it's hard plastic, it won't. It depends. I'm sure your husband caches plenty of plastic. You do it. <laughs> okay. So. If it stands up to the blowtorch, it's fine. If it doesn't. Right. So it depends. I'm not, uh, there are those. What about glass? Okay. Glass would include Pyrex and Corel. Ashkenazim do not kosher glass. We hold. We're doubly machmer. We hold that glass could absorb. And if it does absorb, we don't kosher it, okay? We, everyone here should have separate glasses for Passover, for Pesach. Um, in general, for the year, Ashkenazim are very careful to have separate glasses for milk and meat because we do it. Svartim, strictly speaking, you don't have to be as careful. On Svartim, if it does use glass in hot temperatures, Svartim hold, you can kosher it, okay? There are those Svartim who are machmir, like the Ben Ishchai says some people are machmir, but Sephardim, um, in general, yes, question? No. Okay. What um, could be used without um, koshering? Well, if, if you never use things with hot foods, in theory, it doesn't absorb. But since today we use dishwashers, and today we wash with sponges with hot water, that's how people clean their, their vessels, everything needs to be koshered that you use during the year. There's nothing you can, that you use with food which you can assume has not encountered chametz because if you put it into a dishwasher, hot water. If you put it into a sink and it sits there with chametz and kalim, you say to yourself, I don't put this near chametz. No, we, we, you keep it around chametz. It's a problem. You keep anything in a dishwasher, anything that's in a sink, it's around chametz all the time, even if it's something that you don't usually eat with chametz. Dentures or bite plates, okay. 
Um, I, if you have uh, a retainer, you shouldn't be using that. I don't know if anyone has a retainer. Probably most people are beyond that. But ideally, uh, that should not be used for Pesach. If you have a dent or a bite plate, if you sleep late, you should try to soak it for 24 hours for Pesach. Make sure it is clean. Refrigerators. I'm going to get back to the, to the vessels in a minute. Uh, refrigerators, freezer, clean very well. <laughs> clean very well. Clean wherever you can. Use as much Clorox. You can use Clorox on the fridge. Okay. As much, use as much Clorox you want. Do you have to put line it with contact paper? Strongly recommended. If you put hot foods on there, then you, then you definitely better. If you take a soup out of the fridge and you put it into your refrigerator, you have to do, do Off the off the stove into the fridge, you better put. Yeah. Well, people, well, people put hot foods in there. They do. In freezer, you don't put hot food. Yeah, do you need paper in the freezer? So, in the freezer, like this, there are people searching for the freezer. Again, if you clean it well, strictly speaking, don't be because of something called kavish that it would soak in there. But again, if it's clean, the strict halacha is you don't. As long as it's hot foods, don't go there. Okay. As long as you don't put hot foods there. Uh, you don't have spills there, you'll be fine. Okay? Well, if you spill something, the pot sits in a spill oh, not, in the freezer. I'm saying, if you spill, if you clean it, you clean it. Right. But if you're the type of person who doesn't mind if you spill it, it sits in a spill, it gets to be a little bit of a question in a freezer. Right? Let's say you, you put a soup in the freezer and it would spill, and the pot's sitting in the spill and soaking in the freezer. There's something called kvisha, which means soaking it for 24 hours where it could actually absorb. Okay? So I don't want to get to the technical details of that. Rabbi? Yeah? What do you want us to cover the refrigerator with? And do you want the walls covered? So people use aluminum. If you, just where you're going to put food. Now, if you're, going to, if you're going to sell, if you're selling parts of your refrigerator, which you're allowed to do, you're selling a, 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 a pull-out drawer, or sometimes people sell, sell the side of the fridge I've had people put on the thing, totally fine. But that better be very well demarked. Put aluminum foil, you shouldn't be able to see the food. Okay? That, if you're selling part of your fridge, if you're putting some of those drawers or fruit drawers on the bottom, make sure there's newspaper on top of it. You can't see through. And aluminum tape and, and, and tape it. You should not be able to see chametz stick of food, even if it's sold on Pesach. So you're using the whole refrigerator. So then anywhere you, you, you would put food, it'd be re- it's recommended to cover. And the reason is, is either because of hot foods or because of spills. Well, like the wall, you don't put hot foods. Then you're fine. But... Aluminum foil is okay to cover Certainly. with? Certainly. Okay. But the main thing is to clean it well because the fridge has crumbs. The fridge is oh, yeah. dirty. Even perhaps in a more you know, rigorous home, you have to be careful to clean the fridge very well. Okay? Rabbi, some refrigerators have uh, uh, shelves with uh, like, lines, uh, racks rather than solid shelves. Right. Uh, and you have to have the air circulating. In the past, we've punctured holes in those, so air can Right, so exactly. So what you do so is you put like a cardboard thing there and, punc- and puncture it. So hole. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. High chairs. What about the ice maker water should not be used. Okay. Um, the handle, once you clean it, what's the problem? And the reason why... Uh, the, well, listen, let's put it this way. The, 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 the handle, just Clorox clean. You take a Clorox wipe and clean the handles. I mean, unless there's something is crevices that you're worried about, then you can cover if you would like. But in a normal fridge where they don't have these crevices, 
where it's, it's all smooth plastic or something like that, just take a cork clip and you're done. No, ice is like this. If you're, if you don't, you, you should take out the old ice and clean it well and then you can do, use the ice. Meaning, unless, you know, you, you jammed something up there, there's no, there's no chum. It's just, but what you should do is clear out the old ice, let it melt, do a clean, clean that place out and you can do a new, new, new run. It, as long as it's only used for water during the year, and there's nothing, you don't put hot stuff under there. Now, if you put hot stuff, if you would, let's say, have a hot farina, and you put water there, if you're that type of person, then you should not use it on Pasach. If you only use it for water, for cups of water, there's no problem. I think just clean it well, take a clock swipe, clean it, there's no problem. But if you use it to fill up food, which is hot comments, you have a problem, because the zeya goes up. Okay? The hot steam, steam, is steam, would go up and make that not kosher for Pesach. Okay? So if you've used that for food, not for Passover. If you haven't, you used it for water all year, water is kosher for Pesach all year round. Yeah. Can sell food in freezer? Absolutely. Just cover it well, demarcate it, and say on your form what food it is and where it is. You're good to go. High chairs. Yeah. In the past, I have lined the, the three sides, the inside of the refrigerator, with huge uh, trash bags. You know what I'm saying? It's plastic trash bag. Okay. That just encases the. But you don't need to do that. Well, you clean it. Oh, just I mean, ask me, ask me after. I'm not, just, I'm not getting it. I want to get it. I just want to go ahead. Just, just if it's very particular question, like this, I'm, I'll, I'm not running out of here. Anyone has like a particular question, not a general question, meaning how they do it in their house. Do me a favor, ask me afterwards. I'm very happy to stay for that. But if it's only general understandings, do me a favor and ask at this point, just because I want to get everything done. Yes. It will be on the bulletin this week. It'll be hard copies in the show. So you have two options. Um, but the only thing that I demand is the person, whoever spouse is coming to sell it has to come in person. No online. And that's for various reasons, which I'll discuss over Shabbos. Ideally, to make the sale more accurate and real, you don't have to say Heinz ketchup 1995. You just say catch condiments. I don't care if it's ketchup or mustard. Condiments. Bread, crackers. I don't even know if it's Stelladora or Pashkas. Right. But if you're selling the whole cabinet, you don't have to do that. No, you should, just, you should, no, you should say what it is. So I get an approximate value. If you're selling whiskey, just put whiskey. We don't need to know if it's which, which whiskey it is. Just say whiskey. Right? Whiskey, approximate value. Vodka? Well, v- vodka, yeah, whatever. Anything, anything that's great. So, okay, let's go, let's go. High chairs. You know, again, just the basics, what you're selling. High chairs. High chairs definitely need to be cleaned well, pour boiling hot water over high chairs, over over the tray. What? Plastic tray. Though. Plastic tray, even though it's not 100% effective, and then you have to cover it. Because all kids have hot foods and eat off there, and... Right, what so, if you clean it with a, with a Clark's... Uh, no, you still got to cover it. You still got to cover it. What? Contact paper. Contact paper, and then after you the ours, no, this kind of thing that comes up. There's, it's different types. <laughs> if, if you're concerned, just double double aluminum foil it. Yeah, right. Aluminum foil is the same thing. Aluminum foil, yeah, just as long as it doesn't absorb through. Okay. 
Candlesticks, if you keep your candlesticks on the table on Pesach, or during the year, don't put it on the table for Pesach or, or, or for trade, it comes in the next to it, fine. Great. You could do, you could put them into the gala thing on Sunday if you would like to do that. People do do that if they want to keep it on the table as is. But again, why candlesticks? Because if it's on, if you keep it on your food table, if you put it on, a, on an area where you're not on the food table, it's no problem. But if you keep it on a table which is chametz the whole year, the assumption is it, it's, it's a chametz dick. It's not chametz, but it's chametz dick. It shouldn't be, no, you could use it. You can even use it without doing anything. Just don't put it on your food table. Right? If you don't put it on a little tray, put it on there and not on here. I mean, that, that's it. Coffee makers. Nobody drinks coffee here. We'll skip that. Um, <laughs> now, that's been the most popular question this year so far. Coffee makers. If it's used, if it's a metal coffee maker, unflavored coffee, um, then just clean it thoroughly. Right? The Pyrex, if you have a Pyrex, the old style coffee, you know, that you need a new one for. Change the filter. You need a new Pyrex, if you, you know, one of the poor cups. Uh, but if it's just the, you put a cup under there and it gets coffee, change the filter, pour, bo- clean it well, pour, pour boiling hot water, and let it run a cycle. Yep. Yeah. If you've only used it for unflavored coffee, if you use it for flavored stuff, which could have actual chametz, then you'd have to get a new coffee maker. But if it's no, because the, because that's going to be cleaned in the, in the sink. Yeah, you have to get a new one of those. You wash it and you wash it in your sink. No, 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 no. Since you wash it with chametz, right? Okay. Let me just go very quickly what should be in your chametz closet, because it cannot be kashered. Alright. Anything that's to do with bread. Mixers, bread machines, baking utensils, calendars, crock pots, graters, utensils with plastic handles, pasta makers, sandwich makers, toaster, toaster ovens, waffles, uh, waffle irons, blender blades, all of that are unkashrable. Okay, put that with the chametz closets. Don't even try to clean your toaster oven or mixers or bread machines. Just sell. Put in the chametz. You're selling any chametz that's on those things. Cookbooks, chametz closet. Benchers, unless you want to sit there and go through all your benchers, chametz closet. Wait, uh, Rabbi? Yes. If you have a large bookcase and you've got uh, cookbooks in Take them out. Put them where you're selling your chametz. You put your cookbooks... Hundreds, sheet, cover them up, cumber, cover up the cookbooks with a sheet, and sell for pesos. I mean, if you don't put it on the table of food, I mean, if you're the type of person who cooks the cookbook and you know and keeps it far away from food, no problem. But if you're the type of person who cooks or makes the challah over the cookbook, then there's, there's definitely chametz in there. I mean, I, I, that's that's for sure. I, the, look at your haggadahs during Pesach. See how much matzah you find in your haggadah. You'll see in a cookbook. You go through it. You'll maybe you know maybe maybe you miss something down. You're, you're, you're careful. But most people in the cookbooks, you'll find stuff. Um, benchers for sure, put away. Toothbrushes, which are used if you're the person who keeps it, put away. I, I said this story a couple years ago. I was in a rabbi's house. I was at his table. I'm looking at the wall. I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting looking at the wall. It's literally in the middle of Pesach. I'm like, 
really my eyes I'm staring at it I'm like trying to figure out is this really a, do I see what I think I'm seeing it's like macaroni on his wall like the colored macaroni that from his child's kids project is sitting on his wall where it was color money they had to add the satyrs there if you have colored macaroni put that away <laughs> so kids projects are notorious Play-Doh Play-Doh anyone that's Play-Doh that is chametz pure chametz Play-Doh put that away sell it Paints and inedible. Okay? Paints, anything that's shampoos, inedible. Now, ethyl alcohol-based things like Rikar, that, that's we're usually stringent about. Okay? So we're actually worth it to say medicines, swallow medicines, not a problem. Vitamins, needs to be kosher in the Pesach. Um, it's just, it's just a chewable medicine or liquid medicine, ask a Shiloh after. Tylenol. Tylenol, which is a, is a, is a pill? Yeah. As, uh, it, it, you should try to get close to Pesach unless you need it for health. Meaning you're, it's not just, an, it's, you have what to rely on. What? Meaning no, but if it's just a minor ailment, if it's a minor ailment, some people take, well, people take, don't take people take Tylenol for the heart on a daily basis? Aren't there aspirin? So if you're taking Tylenol because you need to, you, it's fine. If taking like, a, like you're taking aspirin, that would be a problem. Okay? Yeah. Is it a, a pill? Swallow, that's fine. Okay. okay. Shots are fine. No, people are stringent. I'm not telling you, but it's fine. Ah? Uh? Shots are fine. Shots? Yes. Don't do, so, like, I saw a couple, a person do a couple years ago, they went to a petting zoo on Pesach and they bought the food. <laughs> right? It's like, they give it to the kids, they weren't thinking, it's like pure comments. They actually bought it. You put, like, the quarter in, you get it in your hands. And I was, I'm looking at this person also, like a Jewish person, you know, with a friend. What are you doing? <laughs> right? You can't do that. Just all these things to be a little bit conscious of. Okay. <laughs> so again, we're going to do Haggallah. What do we do Haggallah? It has to be clean. It has to be 24 hours. Um, has, and it has to be metal or something of that sort. If it, if, if it's, let's say, you bought something, a used item, and you do Haggallah, and Tefillah Haggallah always goes first. Very important. If you're doing Haggallah at home, number one item people do Haggallah on, where I usually do, the, the only thing I usually do Haggallah on is Kiddush cups. Okay? Kiddush cups. Maybe, why, why, why do people do Kiddush cups? Because they want to use it for the Seder. It's an, an idea to use a beautiful cup at the Seder. Great. So what does that mean? We're doing Haggallah 3.30 Sunday. You want to use your Kiddush cup on Shabbos? Not a problem. Very easy. Take it. I don't use it with hot food. Kiddush cups with grape juice. After Shabbos, rinse it off with cold water. So it's not used. That's not a problem. It's only a problem using 24 hours from the hot stuff. Just rinse it with cold water. Make sure it's clean. Totally fine to kasher it. Let's say you want to do the kiddush cups in your house. What? Polishing. You can polish it, but it doesn't help for the for Pesach. It's a nice thing, but it doesn't help for uh, absorption. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, yeah, it's also inedible. I mean, it's, it's completely inedible. It's polish. Uh, so that's not a problem. But let's say, so, you, you can't show. let's say you want to do it at your house. Well, very, the, I'll tell you the biggest challenge every year with Haggallah. When you do Haggallah, the water has to, this is important for the whole year, wherever you kosher, it has to be boiling throughout. If, if you lose the boil, let's say you put in ten forks and eyes and you lose the boil, you have to wait till the boil gets back. Now, I'm here Sunday. I'm the only one allowed to put stuff in there. But if you're doing it in your house, whether it's on, on this Sunday next week, or during the year, the only time Haggallah 
truly works according to all opinions if it's the water is boiling. It has to be a constant boil. If you lose the boil, well, that's for certain things. That's like a big problem. In this thing, if I take this a, a, a metal kiddush cup and I drop it, we have like we have a, a, a mesh bag. We'll go in there. Or we have tongs for the bigger pots. So it goes in there and it stays in the boil. That's fine. But if the boil gets lost, you have to wait till it gets boiling again. Okay. Whenever we have a hagala pot, the pot here is actually we have a new pot this year. But let's say I didn't have a kalba pot, which during the year, the hagala pot cannot be used for 24 hours. Pesach is actually accustomed to do hagala on the hagala pot. Okay, that's a custom. It's not mandatory. But for sure, the pot doing hagala on has to not be used for 24 hours. Can yes. Any pot, pot can be used as long as not used for 24 hours. Yeah, great. The wasi boiling, put the kish cup in, which hasn't been used for 24 hours. What? Doesn't make a difference. Boils for 15 to 20 seconds. Get it out of there. Don't leave it there longer. Under cold water. And you don't have to put stones in the water. No, that's for something else. That's, that's, when you put the stones in the water, let me just clarify something. Let's say you want to kasher a big pot. It's too big for our global. You, you have this massive pot. So in that case, you'd have to have the water boiling. Then put a hot stone into that into that pot that would overflow and go down the edges. That's if you can't fit into a hagala pot. That's how you would do that. Yes. And we, for the pot that we're going to if we do hagala at home, we do that to the pot first. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Or strictly speaking, if the pot has not been has been clean and not used for twenty four hours, you can do hagala on that pot. There's a cost in my pesach to do hagala on the pot first. No, so it's a matter of but you don't have to, strictly speaking. What? It has to be a metal pot. Metal pot fits it. No, no, metal, metal, exactly, a metal pot. The handle, I mean, the whole pot should be metal. A Hagala pot should be a metal pot. Uh, so for Pesach, yes. But it, but strictly speaking, if it hasn't been used for 24 hours, you could use it even even so. Okay, as long as both the pot and the vessels you're doing Hagala on have not been used for 24 hours. If, you, if either of those have been used in 24 hours, and use, and you're going to have to ask Shiloh whether the pla- hands, handles are plastic or not, but the handles, the handles being plastic will be a problem. Make sure that the vessels you're doing Hagala on, if you're not doing it here, are not used in 24 hours, the pie is not used in 24 hours. Otherwise, you'll be not helping, you'll be hurting yourself. Yes? I Some people do it before to kasha that pot no, for the, the minute. Pot is yeah, so no. But the only other next, the thing the next step is you have to make sure to take out those things, rinse it in cold water after the hagala. Okay, if you didn't do that, it's still okay. But the minute is to do that for various reasons. Yes. Yes, we're getting almost there. Okay, um, that is good for pots which you cook with. What about yeah? 
You could. It's not necessary. Unless, the next step. Unless it's something, blowtorching is not a good idea because you have to hit every spot with a blowtorch. I don't like blowtorching for Pesach because during the year, there's not that much at stake. Pesach, if you miss a spot, it's a problem. Now, for Sephardim, it's less so. But for Ashkenazim, it's really a problem. I, I really, really don't recommend blowtorching for Pesach for Ashkenazim. For Sephardim, it's less of a problem. But why do that when you don't have to? Because it's very easy. Now, what do you... Uh, uh, for your, your, so you're, you're, you're used to that. What about a frying pan? What about that? Let's say it's an all-metal frying pan. All-metal. No, no plastic handles. No Teflon. All-metal. Have you seen these things? All-metal. That you cannot do Haggala for. You know why? You make a French toast. And you not with a lot of worry. You pan fry on there. You make your chicken chow mein. You put a little noodles in there. It tastes good. That needs libon. That needs either a blowtorch or a lady's best friend on Pesach, a self-cleaning oven. Okay? Self-cleaning ovens are as good as a blowtorch and they do, it's, you don't have to worry about getting every spot. You put in that, that, that all-metal pie in the self-cleaning oven, you're cleaning it anyways, you're fine. But it needs that. It will not work Kagala for that. Okay? And you have to put the bun on the racks. You need the racks. Well, we didn't get to the oven yet. No, 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 we didn't get to the oven yet. Um, co- pot covers need. Pot covers need. Um, as sheet pans, yeah, of course, absolutely. All metal sheet pans, absolutely, positively. Right? Um, there is something. Uh, you put it in a self cleaning oven, right? You know, you know. Put it, now, a lot of the sheet pans will melt. If it's a thin sheet pan, I don't recommend it. It will literally melt in your oven. Okay. Just, there is something people have heard of, of glasses putting in 24 hours. If you do that, ask me afterwards why you shouldn't do that. If you're putting water three, t- three days straight for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, just ask me afterwards. I'm not going to discuss it now. But that's not what a person should be doing. Um, before we get to the oven, I just want to make sure everything has to go in. Handles of pots have to go in. If the pot is too big... Unlike Tevilas Kalim, you can actually do half a pot in a Hagala pot and do the other half afterwards. As long as you make sure to get every spot of it. By Tevilas Kalim, you can't do half of, immerse half of it and then the other half. By Hagala, you can. But you have to, you should overcompensate to make sure that you don't have a question of what you did. Okay? Again, we don't do anything that's for kneading. And it's something that's, that would get ruined, we should do. Okay, let's get to the actual cooking vessels. A cooktop. Alright? A range. We're on the range. Now, the first thing about a range is look up. Ranges have hoods. Those are big, big, big problems on Pesach. I don't know if people realize it, but if you go to those ranges on Friday afternoon, and the chicken soup's boiling and the meatballs are boiling. You go there, you feel the top of the range, especially if, it's a, if there's foil or aluminum tops, they're, they're, they have serious amounts of zaya, of steam that hits it, of your matzo balls, of your noodles, of your cholent, of your, of your macaroni, whatever it is, the range top should be cleaned thoroughly, take aluminum wipe, chlorine, chlorine whatever you want to do, clean it, and then cover it. No, no, no. Cover, I would say, with two levels of aluminum foil. That way, whatever you cook up there, it's not a problem on Pesach. 
You have to worry about steam going up and coming down, which because whatever goes up comes down. When the heat loses heat, it will fall back down. Right? The range tops should be covered. So, so it won't vent. Exactly. Okay. The backs of the ranges, which is the splashboards, should be covered, cleaned, covered with aluminum foil. Right? Because things spill there. Pots hit there all the time. On Pesach, before Pesach, during Pesach, that area should be covered. What about the grates? So the grates, again, uh, ideally, if is anyone not have a self-clean oven here, just by any chance? No, yeah. You don't have a self-clean oven. You don't have, you don't, you? No, you know why? Because my oven is a heavy-duty oven self-cleaning. The self-cleaning cycle is so hot, it will destroy the oven and the water. Oh, so you're fancy. See, you get too fancy. Like shock. <laughs> uh, um, so, let, I'll, I'll, I'll do briefly now. If you have a self cleaning oven for the grates, what? I can't believe it. No. Uh, so, so, if you have a self cleaning oven, very easy. Take the grates, put it in the self cleaning oven when you're doing your cycle, anyways. If you don't have a self cleaning oven, you have to flip the grates backwards. Okay, I'm talking about, we're talking about most people have grates, it's talking about a gas range top. The black, uh, yeah. Grates. Yeah. You can't cover the grates itself. You have to cover underneath it, right? What? So you'll flip that over, turn the burner on the highest, put a blech on top of that, okay? And the, the heat will go down on that. You do that for 10 minutes. Or you'd be nice to somebody who has a self-cleaning oven, and you ask them, can I put my grates into your oven? Also does, also does a trick. It doesn't have to be your self-cleaning oven. It could be anyone else's as well. Um, but the other option is flip the grapes upside down, clean it well. The whole oven top, right, of a range should be uh, covered, okay? <coughs> if you have electric burners, turn it to high for 15 minutes, right, they turn red, done. You know, clean it off if there's anything on there, right? Done. 15 minutes, turn on the high, it turns red. These, these turn about five minutes, it's red. These, the gas one with, with, with the black on top of it, 10 to 15 minutes. Done. Um, the areas between the burners should be covered with foil. Okay. Um, yeah, does anyone have glass oven tops? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. The burners get red hot. Yeah, the problem is the glass. The glass and the credo, what do you have? What? Credo? Uh, I, 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 I ask me afterwards. My suggestion is, it's, there's no real good way to clean those. Just buy two extra little burners for Pesach. Yeah, that's just because the glass, uh, it's, it's, it's not a great thing. Okay? Uh? Sorry, you're just doing ovens right now, so I'm going to struggle with the oven. The but I'm range. Not top. Stove top. Oh, stove top. Well, I, I understand I can't use that because it's glass, so I just cover it with a board, and then I... Put just buy for for forty dollars. You buy two burners or four burners, and you use that. And you or you buy a, buy a hot plate. Hot plates, you know the 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 not the blacks, the hot plate. You, that you get a new one for Pesach. It's a one time investment. You buy a new one. You can't cash it a hot plate. Okay. Um, okay. So knobs knobs should be cleaned extremely well in a uh, with with ammonium ammonia. There are those who cover it, you don't need to cover it. Just as long as they clean thoroughly, you're not putting hot food on there. The only concern is, you know, that food will hit it. But if it's cleaned extremely well, if you cover it, you don't have to worry about food falling in. If you don't cover it, you don't, you don't have to worry about food covering. 
Um, when I talk about sinks and countertops, we'll see, the only thing you have to worry about is when you put food on, essentially. Ovens, oh, drip, drip pans, you know, people know sometimes some they have drip pans. Now, that should be cleaned very well, right? And sometimes, if you, if there are things that drop down there, Try to spray them. There's nothing else you can do. There's also covers for them, Rabbi. They're, you can buy them. They're Axe. Um, uh, Orchard Supply has them. Okay, great. That's awesome. You can just add that. Right. right. But if there's actual things that fall there, that's crumbs, sometimes the people have that, just just spray it. Um, oven itself. If you have a self-clean oven and, and there's no chunks there, turn on the self-clean oven for four hours, put in your grates, Put in your frying, all metal frying pans with everyone in there. You're done. Four now, hours, a cycle is four hours. Oh, whatever the cycle Usually it's four hours or four hours and 20 minutes. Three and a half hours. Now, even with a self-cleaning oven, let me just say, there are those who are stringent, I count myself amongst them, to cover the door with aluminum. Because the, the door, inside? the inside door... Right. And the reason is that food A goes on there and it doesn't get as hot. The door will not get, especially if it has a glass opening so you can see your food or a plex, it's not a plex, it's a type of Pyrex type thing. This is only, most self-clean ovens are metal. If it's, uh, if it's, if it's not metal, ask me afterwards what to do. I think, oh. After, when you do the after, after, during Pesach, we cover with aluminum. The door, not, nothing else. The, the inside door. Well, you know, sometimes the inside door, when you pull the door down, that we cover with aluminum. All of it. Not the outside. I don't care about the outside. So where the food would go, the food, this way, if I drop chicken on it, it's still kosher, it'll pay sach. Also, the door does not get as hot. So it's recommended, not mandatory. Okay? The bottom of the oven, as long as it's self-clean, it's fine. Now, if it's not self-clean, we'll get to right now. Standard ovens is one of those things that's a really big debates. Um, if you are unfortunate enough on Pesach to have a self-cleaning st- standard oven, you have to do a really good job. First of all, you got to clean it completely. You take, you sit there with the easy off, cleaning it to make sure there's nothing there. Now, if in your case, if you would like to, you can blow torch it. I don't know if that works. Um, yeah, the, the, there are there are nightmare stories of people blow a torching oven. So I don't. Right, exactly. So, but otherwise, you have to clean it extremely, extraordinarily well with easy off and make sure um, it's completely clean. Then you got to wait 24 hours, turn it on the highest um, for two hours, and then you're only relying on some opinions. People like Ramosha Feinstein say that you still should put in an insert. You shouldn't have the food directly there. If you want to know the OU, I saw they, they, they followed Baron Cutler all of a sudden <laughs> that uh, you could put it directly in there. But it's really, you need to do a good job. Let's say you have a standard oven and you have a nice friend who has a self-cleaning oven. Take your racks because the racks are the biggest problem. Put it in a self-cleaning oven because or in your case, take the racks and blowtorch it because the racks are the biggest problem and that's where food goes directly upon Blow towards the racks. So or right, take the racks out. Do the racks separately. Blow towards it or put in a self cleaning oven. Or bring it to Mrs. Parrot. She likes blow torching. <laughs> 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 
Okay. Um, broilers can't be koshered, right? Um, obviously, the, the warming drawers cannot be koshered for Pesach. You mean this broiler can't be koshered? That's in the self If you use it directly, if you put it, I mean, the... the, the Upper Not the upper element. The, oh, okay. it's the okay. thing you put in. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, it's the, the broiler drawer. The broiler drawer, oh, right? Okay. Broiler drawer or a warming drawer. Those type of things. It can't be lined. The warming drawer. Uh, not really, because I mean, if you would, in theory, double line everything. But I mean, how are you going to do that? I'm saying the top has a problem, the bottom has a problem, the sides are a problem, and you can aluminum uh, foil the whole thing, turn it on. I don't know if it would even work. Okay, and for sure, should be cleaned well. That for sure, but, you know, but it's not something you can generally, it, it can't be kosher. There's no, it gets to 150 degrees, right? It, 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 that would be a problem to kosher it. Rabbi? Yeah. I have uh, one drawer, and no, uh, normally I was cleaning it well, and then I was selling the hummus, which is inside of it, uh, like marketing the hummus. Is it okay? Yeah, I would clean it well, because even if you sell it, because that's when it, if it is heat, in theory, you could consider the oven that could yeah, absorb but it. I cannot clean the top. Right, so, right, exactly. It's very hard. Warming drawers are a problem. They're hard to clean and they can't. So you cannot use it. No, you shouldn't use a warming drawer. If you're storing hemistic baking pans in the warming drawer. Sell the whole area. Not a problem. And it's an area. Sell it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a Sell it, yeah. Um, this is just an ignorance question. I didn't know which is a higher temperature for or the highest temperature. 500 <laughs> Put it for 24 hours, put it for 20 minutes, put it for, make sure the microwave is not used, clean it well, put a cup, steam, steam, water let steam for 20 minutes, move the cup, obviously you have to refill the water and do that again, you're good, change the tray in the bottom or cover the tray in the bottom. A styrofoam cup usually used for that. Okay, that's if you have... Um, some people, even if they do that, they cover the whole microwave. I just want you to know. They contact paper the microwave. I'm not saying you should do that. The inside? The inside. Uh, I, I'm just telling people there are people who do that. I'm not saying you have to do that. Okay, sinks. It's acceptable not to do it. It's acceptable if it's all metal and you, you cover the bottom part. That's the main thing, yes. Sinks. Sinks, sinks, sinks. All right, and countertops. I'll start with the easy thing. Countertops. You gotta clean well, cover. Okay, very easy. <laughs> if you put contact paper, if you want aluminum foil, you want anything covered. Now, what do you have to cover? If you have countertops where you never put food and you're not putting food on Pesach, you don't have to cover it. There's no reason to cover that. Where you're gonna put food, that's where you gotta cover. Anywhere food goes, cold, not cold, cover. Anywhere food does not go, you have pictures of your, your, your aunt Bertha or cousin Itchy, don't cover that part of the countertop. Okay? Yeah, Claire? Yes? Is it pure granite? Yes, but just painstaking. It's not, in my own opinion, it's not worth it. You gotta sit there and pour hot water over every area of that. Your kitchen gets dirty. There are people who do that. You know, if it's worth it for you, 
if it's worth it to you, definitely can cash it. But listen to listen to how the cash sinks. People make a mistake. They think I'll tell you I'll tell you what somebody told me once they were doing for sinks. And they definitely didn't cash the sink. You know the instant hots? They have instant sinks, they have instant hots. They were taking a cup, putting the instant hot, and then pouring in their sink. <laughs> now, there are a few problems. Number one problem is that it has to be first vessel. You can't take anything, cup, from a hot thing and use it to kasha. That never works. It has to be a first vessel. Number two problem is the instant hot, that gets to about 140 at the highest, right? right? We have one that gets to 200. 212 against the boiling? No, it gets to 200. Uh, but you still can't use it because you can't, you can't get the water from there, right? It's not, not going to do the job. So you got to actually get something that's boiling water. David Rack, I used his thing last year. It's a very yeah. interesting contraption. It's like a flower pot. It's like a huge pot. Yeah, we got it for him. Oh, you got it for him. It's very convenient. So you, but you have to hit all of the areas. In a sink, it's very difficult. It takes time. So you got to pour and hit all of a general area. And refill the pot and hit all the other general um, areas. So you gotta go, and in between, let's say you, take, you do half a sink, you have to rewar- reheat a pot, you gotta first dry your sink completely. Why? Because if boiling hot water it would hit the cold water, it would block it from doing a hagala correctly, okay? So in the meantime, as that water is boiling, you gotta dry the sink, okay? This makes doing sinks a major pain in the neck. Yes. What about using a steamer? Steamer is a very big matter of, of you know, the, the ones that you, when you when you spray it comes out as gas and hits as hot water. There are those who are leaning. I, I personally, uh, it bother. It, it, I'm not telling you, you can't. I, it, I I I would not recommend it. But why? It's because it, it it but when it hits, it's unclear how how hot it is at, at, at the point where it hits, and because it, it goes to the air. In theory, there are those who are moderate. If you can hit it, I'm not telling you can't. It's not recommended. But there are those who are against. There are those who are allowed. Um, but you still have to hit all areas. So people do two, one of two things. They have either they do a very good job in the sink. If they're concerned, they use inserts. You put something, you'll put, the, never put something directly in the sink, right? Put it on uh, a rack or an insert. And some people don't like just the hot water on Pesach because if it, hot water would hit, and it would, it would hit your, your, your chametz vessels, it would trace them up. Okay, so use lukewarm water. Okay, that's, the sinks are, you know, more important than other areas. That's where you're putting all of your chametz thicker vessels um, in them. The drain, should be changed or boiled. People pour pour bleach down the, the the drain for whatever a few minutes and clean the top the top of the sink. Yes. Some people put ice cubes in and grind the ice cubes. Um, Never heard and, um, of that. To sharpen the blade and the garbage to get the blades completely. Uh, so oh, for garbage disposal. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't garbage disposal. We don't have a problem with and garbage. There's nothing. No problem. There's no problem with that. If you, yeah, nothing. That's not a problem. But there are people who, who. Yeah, right. So there are people again. So people pour bleach down those there. People pour bleach down because if, if anything's there, you pour bleach down, it's no longer edible. It will kill somebody to eat that stuff. 
So as long as you pour bleach on your drain and bleach on your garage disposal, if that works, done. Yeah, just don't need ammonia at the same time. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to ask why, but this garbage, I'll trust you. This garbage creates a poison gas. This area has like a rubber type of thing. Should I just put ammonia on it? or? Where is this? You know, like... Oh, this is, yeah, it's ammonia. Ammonia. Yeah. Ammonia. Exactly. Alright. Um, dishwasher. Dishwashers. Seal for Pesach. Seal dishwashers for Pesach. Okay. Urn. Urns. If you if you only use it for hot water and nothing else, if you just clean it well. If in you know if it's used for other things, don't use it for Pesach. Dish towels. Wash them well with soap. You're done. There are people who have a custom to have separate dish towels for Pesach. Beautiful. If you don't have that custom, you don't have separate dish towels, good detergent, hot water, done. Same thing with tablecloths. Same thing. Just look it over the tablecloth you can put on your center table. <laughs> you know, look over all your tablecloths, to be honest. But strictly speaking, put it with hot water, with detergent. Um, a person's done. Plastic washing cups. You should have separate... Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait Plastic washing cups. You should have separate ones for Pesach. Okay, those things sit in the sink. Uh, if you want to take, if you want to do something different, take the one from your bathroom. If you have one in your bathroom, switch it. Put that in your sink. If let's use that for last year. But otherwise, you should have separate washing cups with the plastic. If you have a metal washing cup, do all that. Those things sit in sinks. They're around chametz and Pesach different things. Yes. So washing cups which are in the bathroom, they can be used. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, before the table clothes. Do I need to wash all my table clothes, or if they washed and then they draw? If you wash in the drawers, look them over before you put them before Pesach or before the table. If you wash over and you, you do a good job with the washing, something. Why am I telling you to look over the tablecloths? Sometimes things get cleaned on there. If you don't do a good wash, if you see it, if, if you have ingrained on there, if you're not concerned about that, then it could be stains, but it not stains. Sometimes they actually have like no. you know bread was it didn't come out. Should not be, should not be in this use for Pesach. However, it? if it's metal, you can bring it in. Yeah, metal, you bring it. In. If you had certain way that you use for materials to die in, and you was in your sink the whole the whole year with all of your chametz stuff, you can't put it in your Pesach sink. Right? You can't have it anywhere near your Pesach sink. Because all, all you need is hot work to that and to hit your dishes. You have a problem. Um, Kasher. Put into Agala and you're done. Um, barbecue. If anyone's playing a barbecue, ask, ask me afterwards. I don't know if it's worth it to barbecue on Pesach. Okay, thank you. Sell it. Yes, oh, good point. Sell your barbecue. Very easy. Otherwise, you have to check, you have to clean it. Just, you can just cover it, sell it, say what it is, done. Even though it's outside. Even though it's outside. You're selling it outside, not a problem. You don't have to do anything but it. If you have a boat, same thing. You can what sell your book. Garage. If you never bring food in your garage, no problem. If you use a garage as a, as a, as, a, as, as with fridges, you should check it. You should check like anything else. If you have food there, sell those areas. Yes. Okay. The garage cabinetry can be sold with a domestic uh, pots and pans, but the garage itself. Wherever, if you're going to use your car in your garage, don't sell your whole garage. The areas of, let's say like this, let's say I decide today. No, because I keep my Pesach, excess Pesach stuff. Right, so wherever you're going to use, 
don't sell, and whatever you're not going to use, I'm going to sell that closet for Pesach. Let's imagine. So, that's fine. I'll close it off. I want to sell this area. I'll mark it off, and that's fine. Cover it. What do you do about cleaning it? It's very hard to clean anywhere it. You're, anywhere, well, again, we're not looking for, the things on the floor of a garage are for sure inedible. Yeah, yeah. So, you're looking for cookies or, or pretzels. I don't, I can't imagine, Mrs. Lindenbaum, you eat cookies in your garage for some reason. <laughs> but if you do, just look for cookies, and you'll be fine. Right? No, now, the week before Pesach, basically, I live in the garage. Right. Because I don't want I to do as in well. the house. I do as well, actually. So, that's why if there's crumbs, it's okay. Because they fall on the floor. Well, if it's a dirty rush. If it's not, just mop the floor. Pour, okay. pour, that, what I suggest, if you're doing that for a week, Sunday or Monday before Pesach, Monday morning, take soapy water, put it on the floor. Any crumbs that are there are inedible. You're done. Okay. So, for the Seder... Uh, for the tablecloth. You can take, <coughs> eat the bread away from the table even though it's Shabbos. Friday Seder. before Pesach. Friday night before, Pesach right. Monday night. So Friday night, so Friday you're eating in your garage? No, we usually have, have it in this dining so, room except we take the bread and make a mozzi in the yard. Uh-huh. Wherever it's covered, if it's raining. Right. What I would what I would do is I would just be careful and eat it over a napkin and throw the napkin out. It's probably easier than eating it in the yard. But you know, again, I, I ask you that afterwards. Any any ge- any last general questions? General questions, and then we'll hold. Countertop. Uh, of course, it's non-porous. It's non-porous. Hundred percent non-porous. That's why I bought it. So what do you mean? So I just spoil it. If you hit every spot, you're done. Absolutely. If you if you if you, if you don't hit every spot, and again, you only have to do the areas where you put food on. If you have a, an area of the calendar where you never, you only put your computer there, that's not a problem. If you have pictures there, that's not an area where you go to. The areas you go hit every spot, and you're done. If you're concerned about hitting your side, just cover it, and that's fine. Thank you very much. Anyone has other questions? Feel free.